Mama's White Gravy, a podcast of nostalgic days gone, times remembered, sights, sounds, and smells of the past that many call the good old days. We hope that this podcast will give you a way of looking to the future while holding on to those good parts that came before. So here's Clyde McCulley, your host and author of The Boy on Shady Grove Road. About six months ago, I uh, received an email from a gentleman down in Benton, Arkansas, my old hometown. And uh, he was one of the editors of the uh, Saline County Courier, the daily paper down there. And he uh, asked me if I was the guy that wrote the book, The Boy on Shady Grove Road. I told him, yes, I was. And he said he'd like to talk to me by phone. So I got on the phone and he asked me if I'd consider coming down to Benton and doing a book reading and signing and speak uh, to a couple of groups of people down there. So I said, sure, I'd be delighted. I hadn't been back home for a long, long time. And I now live in Portland, Maine, so it's a long ways away. But my wife and I decided we'd drive down. So we drove down and they had set up for us to have two speaking engagements at the Sling County Historical Society and also the Gann Museum, which used to be the old library when I was a kid. Well, since that time, I, I, well, I should say, I had a lot of people at that time that I hadn't seen for years and years kids I started school with in 1947 in a little two-room uh, building down on River Street. And uh, uh, and so anyway, I have been in uh, touch with these people since then over Facebook. The, they have set up a Sling County uh, History and Memories, or Memory and Histories, I guess it's called, uh, e- uh, Facebook account, so that people that are all over the country or all over the world can still communicate with the people back home and talk about things that was the way that that affects Sling County or the way things used to be. And so I've done a lot of that. I've had a lot of fun with that. I uh, recently sent out a little notice to people. I said, I'd like to hear from anyone who can remember or have a fondness for a particular uh, recipe that your mom might have used or your grandma might have used. Some simple home cooking from back in the good old days. And I have received over 300 responses to this. I named this podcast Mama's White Gravy because of the white gravy my mama used to make whenever I was a kid. She would pour white gravy over everything. She'd make it out of flour, uh, brown the flour in the skillet in the oil, uh, usually Crisco, something like that. And then she would uh, put in the uh, milk and keep adding it to it until it started getting thick, throw in some pepper and salt, and come out with this wonderful white gravy she'd pour over everything. We'd pour it over fried potatoes, which was great. My mom used to make biscuits every single morning except Christmas morning. We would pour the uh, gravy over the biscuits. We would take and open them up. Perhaps she'd make them and uh, pour that gravy on. And man, I'll tell you, it was great. It was a very inexpensive southern food that we had. Uh, Really poor people's food. (laughs) But uh, you know what? I thought it was was the thing that kings ate. I didn't have any clue. That mainly it was poor people that ate this biscuits and gravy for breakfast. So usually she'd have a little bacon she'd throw in there. My dad liked bacon, and I used to like to eat it with. And to that black coffee, she'd always have black coffee. My daddy told me when I was six years old, I wanted to drink black coffee, and he said, or coffee. And he said, "Well, son, if you want to drink drink coffee, that's fine, but you've got to drink it like a man. You've got to drink it black." Well, when I first started, I thought, "Oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I like this or not." But you know, I kind of took a liking to it. The rest of my childhood, I drank black coffee with my dad. I received so many wonderful suggestions from people. Uh, you know, uh, black-eyed peas, a lot of people like black-eyed peas. Their mama would make cornbread. 
and some of them would tell different ways their mother would make cornbread. Some mentioned that they would eat their cornbread in their milk, uh, crumble it up or, and break, break it up and put it into their milk and eat it with a spoon. Some others said they ate it with their buttermilk, which is one way I remember that I used to really like to eat it when I was a kid. Uh, they talked about poke salad. I don't know if any of you know what poke salad is, but it's a, a green that grows out in the woods uh, in the springtime. You have to cut this one. It's very small, I think up to about eight inches in height or something like that, and eat it before it turns poison. I understand that the bush uh, becomes a poisonous bush as it goes grows older, but and then it has these purple berries on it that we kids used to love to smash, and uh, they'd have a wonderful ink-like uh, quality to them when we would play with them paint ourselves up with it and all of the kinds of things like that. But anyway, poke salad was another thing that you would get and you would go down in the woods early in the morning when it's, the dew was still on the poke salad and pick it and uh, bring it in and you would cook it, of course. And we did not eat it as a green salad, you know, uh, like you would lettuce. And others talked about uh, puddings that their mothers would make and cakes, all kinds of cakes. And I heard, I had a two or three people write me back about a vinegar cake that their mother used to make, or it was a vinegar pie, I've forgotten which one now. But anyway, they would add vinegar to it. You know, when you grow up in the country and you're poor, you find out a lot of things that you can do substituting things for uh, things you don't have. I remember my mother used to pour vinegar over our spinach when she would cook our spinach, or our turnip greens when we'd uh, bring in the turnip greens from the uh, garden and cook them, and she'd pour vinegar over because we couldn't afford lemons. Lemons were terribly expensive in those days. Uh, same with apples and oranges and so forth. Apples and oranges were for Christmas time. We got under the Christmas tree we'd get a few apples and a few oranges and some nuts and that wonderful ribbon candy that some of you may remember from the old days. Anyway, people talk about fried potatoes and about how their mother would slice up the fried potatoes and brown them until they were you know quite brown and then take in, in a skillet of Crisco and then you take them out and pour white gravy over many people did. Uh, people also talk about potato salad. This would talk about uh, homemade breads that their mothers would make. So anyway we just had such a good time and I'm actually thinking about trying to possibly put together some kind of a little a cookbook maybe called Mama's Simple Home Cooking or something like that I don't know and I would like to take some of these stories from these people have them write me up little stories about their mama or their grandmama or whatever and send to me and and then we could take and uh, uh, you know edit them out and, and maybe have a picture of their mother or their grandmother on there and uh, it would be an honor to, the, to their grandma or their mom and, uh, and, and it will also tell people about the simple foods. Another thing that a number of people mentioned I just have to think of is fried pies. I don't know if any of you ever had what we in the South call fried pies. Uh, you can make apple fried pies, uh, apricot fried pies if you had an apricot tree, which you probably didn't. Peach fried pies, of course. Uh, but my mother also made cinnamon fried pies. Now, the way you make fried pies, you take, you roll out the dough, and then my mother would lay a, a saucer, about a six inch saucer, down on the dough, take a knife and draw around the edge of it so that she had the perfect uh, disc of a dough. And then she would uh, put uh, apples, down and, and cinnamon and sugar and so forth and butter of course and then she would fold it over half half of it over to make a half moon and she'd pinch it around the edge and then she'd put that into a skillet always a 
wonderful cast iron skillet, of course. This is what Southern women uh, cooked with, was cast iron skillet. And she would cook those pies in that uh, boiling oil. And were they wonderful? Well, a special treat for us was when she would make us a cinnamon pie. And she would take and put uh, cinnamon uh, inside the pie, and then butter and sugar. And then she would take and pinch that around the edge, and then she would deep fry that. And that butter would just become oozed with that cinnamon and sugar. And when that thing came out of the skillet, it was delicious. It was wonderful. A lot of people talked to me about their grandma's pies, about uh, even sweet tea that they would make, many other things. So anyway, uh, I'm thinking about doing this idea of a possibility of a cookbook. And if you have any uh, simple recipes, you don't have to have the exact recipes. We're not going to be real precise in this, uh, you know, about one-eighth spoon of this because I found over and over that people would say, my mother did not really have a written recipe. She would just throw in a pinch of this, a dab of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, till she'd taste it. If it tasted right, then it was done. And so anyway, I thought if we could put together a little book like this, it would be fun for people to read. And uh, it would also be an honor to these people that went before us that helped to raise us many times on very, very little money. If you would like to contact me about the possibility of sending in a recipe or something about your mom that you might have done, if you will go to my website, ClydeMcCulley.com, uh, I have a place there where you can uh, fill it in, your email address and your name, and just put a little message there. Here's something I want to talk to you about my, my mother's cooking or something like that, and send to me. I don't, uh, I don't uh, share these email addresses with anybody else, so you don't need to be concerned about that. And you can also go to mamaswhitegravy.com. Uh, and do the same thing. I have places there for you to fill out and send in your email addresses to me. And I'd like to contact with, contact you so we can talk about this. Anyway, we've had a good time today. Uh, I, I keep these short, probably too short for some of you, probably too long for somebody else. But anyway, I have fun talking about the past, thinking about the old days, the way things used to be. I'm a little bit hoarse this morning, but uh, I hope you'll bear with me because I wanted to get this little podcast out to you this week. So. That's enough for now. So long for now, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. Well, listen, folks, that's it for today. We, uh, we've we had a great time with you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about some more interesting things from the 1940s and 50s, from nostalgic days past, and from Mama's White Gravy, uh, Nostalgic Podcast Radio. Thanks so much. Man.